Yeah, some great highlights in round number 14 of the AFL. And, uh, well, joining us here on the program this afternoon to talk all things footy is Western Bulldogs legend, Dougie Hawkins. Doug, good afternoon. Buddy, how are you, mate? You good, mate? Very, very well. How are you doing, Doug? I'm going along beautifully for a very, very cold Monday in Melbourne, mate. Very, very cold here. Mm, similar conditions over here, actually, in WA. Uh, Doug, uh, round 14, it closed off with uh, the Western Bulldogs. They had a good win over a competitive North Melbourne side. 105 to to 84 was the final score. Marcus Bontempelli was great as per usual, but it was uh, was Waitman kicking six goals. He was so instrumental. And uh, just a highlight reel on the weekend, uh, how do you think your, your doggies fared? Matty, I reckon the Bulldogs are just going. Mm. They're just going. Uh, they've lost their last two games before that one, and I think it was Gold Coast got them. And uh, I'm just trying to remember the other game last week. I mean, memories just lapsed me there. But I don't think we're playing out well. And the Kangaroos, you're right, Matty, they were very, very competitive. They hung around the Bulldogs. Um, I think the difference, in my opinion, was the boy Waitman. I just thought his performance was terrific. I think he kicked six goals out of the 14 goals we kicked, or whatever it was, and uh, I just thought he was really fantastic. And again, Botton Pelly was good. He, he had probably 30-odd possessions. Got a lot of them sort of later in the game. Uh, and he kicked two probably last-quarter goals out of his three. But um, you know it, Matty, the boy Cody Waitman, he was all over the place, wasn't he? Mm. Some of his goals were just fantastic. And um, um, I suppose it's a little bit of a surprise, Matty, that uh, in some way... Aaron Norton went to full back for the second half. Um, I know the boy Jones hurt his arm and uh, we need to make um, some changes down there. Um, I, I've always believed that if Norton was going to go back, he needs to play centre-half back and not full back. Centre-half back would suit him. He can jump, you know, mark, punch. Uh, and he got caught a bit, you know, back deep. Um, so that was a bit of a surprise too by Beveridge to, to play Norton back deep. I don't mind him missing up back. Where, where would you prefer to see him? What, what's his ideal position if you were the coach, forward or, or back? Well, he, he, his goal kicking, uh, Matty, can be very up and down. As, as We all know that. He's, he can be 20 metres out and never looks like he's going to kick a goal. <laughs> uh, his goal kicking has been uh, up and down again. And uh, I, I just think now that they've got Rory Lobb, who, who by the way, Bevo's been playing on a wing. I don't, I've got no idea what that's about, but I, don't, I wouldn't, have, wouldn't have known he's ever played on the wing in his career, even junior footy. So that surprised me a little bit too. And I, I reckon if Norton goes to centre-half back, that gives Roy a lot more of that chance to be that key forward with young Jamara um, and play Jamara more up the ground and, and let Roy Lobb play deep and, um, and be that option, to, that your first option, not your third your third option. Mm. Um, now, the Western Bulldogs, yeah, their, uh, their last three three losses were, were to Port Adelaide, Geelong, and to Gold Coast. With the current list that they have, Doug, do they have what it takes to contend for a premiership or do they need to make one big move or two? Yeah, Matty, I thought at the start of the year that they were right in the mix. I really felt that that team, um, talent-wise, could be a top-four uh, finish. I still haven't jumped out of that uh, four totally yet, but they're not playing anywhere near their best, and I can't put a hand on this stage. I think the boy Tim English in the ruck, I hope, I've got a feeling he might be coming out of contract, Matty, and he's a West Australian boy. 
Um, if I was Fremantle, if I was the, the Eagles, I'd be chasing him because he's had an outstanding season. And I tell you what, if he hasn't been playing in some games, would have lost a few more games. I've, I think he's been really good to me this year so far. So um, with him, with him leading from the front, Pally, the boy Troy was very good on the weekend. Uh, Libertore has been outstanding all year. Uh, I think we can still finish fourth, Matty, but can the boys win it? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, some uh, some tough injuries as well, as you mentioned, Liam Jones going down, uh, and there's uh, there's a few more where that came from for the Western Bulldogs. So just going, I guess that's a, a very fair comment to make. Um, they do sit seventh on the ladder, eight and six on the year. Uh, a much-needed win against North Melbourne heading into a bye. Uh, how about Port Adelaide, though? On the other hand, they're flying. They sit on top of the ladder right, no, right now, Dougie. Ten in a row. Sorry, 11 in a row make that uh, against Geelong on Thursday night. What a great win it was. Uh, they're just playing unbelievable footy. They are, Matty. It's amazing, isn't it? Right at the start of the year, they dropped one or two or three, might have been two or three games, and then one of their all-time greats, Warren Treadray, said that, that it might be time for the uh, Kenny Hinckley to go. For <laughs> <laughs> to go, and as, as uh, Hinckley and the Port Adelaide boys turned that around, and... Uh, They've been led brilliantly by a young kid named Sack Butters, who's actually uh, from where I, where we live in Bacchus Marsh. He's a Dali boy, and uh, uh, he's been and he's been in magnificent form. Sack Butters, and wouldn't be surprised that he bowls very heavily in the Brownlow Medal. And the other boy, um, number twenty, here I go again. His name's lapsed me at the minute. Rosie. Yeah, yeah Rosie, kind of Rosie. Rosie. Very, yeah, Rosie. He's a very good player, but they just seem to have a very even spread at the moment. Uh, put Adelaide, they're playing a lot of confidence and uh, gee, they're going to be right in the mix that put Adelaide side. And again, that Sack Butters, he's been outstanding. At this stage in the season, who do you like more, Port Adelaide or Collingwood? Uh, I, I'm, go- I, I'm going for Port Adelaide. I, I, and, and, in, and when I say that, let's remember, where's the, fi- where's the finals play? MCG, no? Yeah, MCG, grand final. So I just reckon Collingwood play that ground okay, and uh, there might be a little, few little question marks maybe on maybe on Port Adelaide to be playing at MCG. But but in saying that, I, I just think they're. I, I, I'm, I'm going for Port Adelaide, mate. I just think they're ahead of Collingwood at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're playing great footy, electrifying at the moment, are Port Adelaide. But uh, I'm still leaning towards the Pies. I think once they uh, once they get it all together, they've just had such a great start to the season and. Um, they're all up and about, very happy. They play a great brand of footy, so I'm still sticking with the Pies. A couple of question marks over Port Adelaide. I think they won't convince me until they actually get it done come finals time because uh, similar to that of Brisbane, they've bowed out of finals over the last few years in the early stages. Um, Fremantle, now they made the finals last year. They were flying in 2022, and in 2023, expectations were really high, but a tough loss to GWS on the weekend away from home maybe takes them out of contention for even making the top eight. Matty, you wonder where they sit, don't you? Three men. Mm. There have been some very good performances, and then there have been some, some Barry Crockers and Shockers, and then on the weekend, that performance against GWS, I didn't see that coming. Did you see it coming, Matty? No, I, I didn't see it coming. I thought it would be a difficult game and a challenge for them, but if they were the real deal, you, you'd expect them to get it done. And, uh, well, they could not whatsoever get near GWS. Yeah, Matty, I haven't seen a lot of Fremantle. I'll be totally honest to you, mate. I haven't seen a lot. 
How, how's the uh, the Brent uh, Matt Fife been going? Has he been going all right? He's just been going. Uh, he's he's been playing um, for a few weeks. There, he came back as the sub and was just playing the yep. sub role. Um, so he's just been playing now majority minutes before he was on limited and he's been playing a lot in the forward line, goes through the mid at times, but yeah, he hasn't really been lighting the world on fire. How old is he, Matty? How old is he now? He's 31 now, something like that. 31, 32, that range. He's had a few injuries, mate. He's been to, he's been to more battles than John Wayne. I know. Know, He's had some real injuries, mate. I, I, you know, he, he really need to have a real good finish of the season. Is he under contract, Manny, or is he out of contract, uh, Five? No, they just extended it a couple of weeks ago. They just what? Extended it, yeah, two years. Two years? On what grounds? Like three or four years ago when he played some great footy. Mm. He hasn't played a lot of footy, has he, to be honest? I, 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 I'm not going to champion, mate. He's been a champion, make no mistake about that, but... Gee whiz, he's at a stage now, as we've touched on before, he's had a few injuries, a lot of injuries, and uh, and he hasn't really set the world on fire, has he? So to, to give him a two-year extension, I find it a little bit strange. Is that is that a fair call or not? I think it's a fair call. There was, there was talks, you know, throughout the season that other clubs would be shopping for him. Maybe he goes somewhere else and and just gets a fresh start somewhere, like a Sydney or a Richmond, for example, were yeah. a couple of teams that yeah. came up. But um, Nat said, no, he didn't like hearing any of that news, and you know he always wanted to remain a Fremantle docker for life. So yeah. I-, I can understand the reasoning behind it for Freo, and uh, they're hoping that he, he does get a-, a nice run on now. And, of course, he'll provide great leadership for-, for the club over the next couple of years. There's no doubt about that, whether he's on the park or not. But, uh, yeah, it has been an issue for him over the last, um, I mean, since what? Do you think Matty I've been a bit hard on him, Matty? Sorry? Do you think I've been a bit hard on him, Matty? Do you think I've been a bit hard on him? A little bit, but I can understand your reasoning. I can understand your reasoning yeah. because, like you said, since I think after his Brownlow year, he he hasn't played consistent footy. Uh, correct, correct. I just, yeah, you know, he's been an absolute super player for the Dockers on I just hope that he gets his best footy together and, and stands up and delivers the footy that we know he can play. Mm. No doubt about it. And what did you make of the Tigers on the weekend? They had a good result against St Kilda with their new interim coach in Andrew McWalter <laughs> and uh, Trent Cotchin. He's played yeah, his 300th. Yeah. Uh, they're looking uh, pretty good, the Tigers. Yeah, Cotchin was good, wasn't he? Trent Cotchin and the boy Bolton's got a few tricks and uh, McQuald has been good, hasn't he? I mean, mm. you know, with the departure of uh, Dimmer and uh, uh, Hardwick, um, no, they've, they've been terrific. And, and St Kilda, they've been they've been very good under Ross Lyon, ex Dockers coach, and they've been playing some good footy. And they're they good on the weekend. Richmond was really, really good. So uh, this young bloke, McQuald, I don't know enough about him, mate. To be totally honest, yeah. I know he played. He played with. Uh, did he played with Sydney. Where did he come? Where did he play his footy at? Um, yeah, he played. Um, I think. Quarter. Where did he play? Sydney he played he... Um, oh, for uh, for Saints. For Saints, I think. Played the Saints, did he? Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't have a huge uh, football career himself, but he was. You know, we've seen we've seen some blokes who've been a standing coach just to think they're only going to coach the year out. You know, I remember Paul Lewis doing that at Sydney, where the where Terry Wallace had the job, was going to leave the Bulldogs, he had the job at Sydney, and then Ruzi done a great job to finish the, the year for him, and he ended up getting the job. So this, this show mm. like might be a chance to, uh, if he continues to go the way that he's going, why would Richmond want to look outside of McQuilter, of coaching him for, for next season? Yeah. 
Oh, I think uh, I think you're spot on. He's definitely. Uh, we had the chance to speak to Neil Baum actually a couple of weeks ago on on our show yeah. here in, in WA before the footy, and uh, yeah, Neil was was just absolutely delighted with what uh, Andrew has bought, and he said he's certainly a chance. And they're definitely looking at making him the full time coach. So um, yeah, we'll see where it where it does go. But uh, he has been very impressive early days as as the head coach for Richmond. Yeah. And, and you're right, Matty, about Cochin. Cochin was fantastic. Oh, he was, Cochin yeah. was great. Yep, yeah. Uh, 300 games, 30 possessions, only kicked two or three goals. Um, what, what a great performance for, for his 300th game. It was great to see him carried off the ground uh, by his teammates. I think one was Dusty Martin, and had his three children, three girls, been carried off the ground as well after the game. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, great scenes at the footy. Uh, on Saturday night. Uh, Carlton good win over Gold Coast, but uh, yeah, they have the bye, so they might lose a little bit more momentum. Now they're uh, just a struggling team. Brisbane, good win over over Sydney, as we mentioned, on Friday night. Uh, Dougie, just last one before I do let you go. What are your thoughts on, on the footy that we've seen through through 14 rounds? Are you enjoying the way that the game is being played? And, of course, there has been a fair bit of discussion in regards to some of the rulings and uh, some of the adjudications of, of tackling, bumps, etc. But are you enjoying the footy? No, I'm not. Matty, I'm not. Okay, why so? <laughs> no, I'm not, mate. I, I really mean it. I, I love my, I'm a footy head. I love my footy. People might call me old-fashioned or a dinosaur. It's, it's, I, I know people say the tackle is confusing. I know you can't hurt the head, but th- th- there's been a couple of just ones that was just unbelievable. That, that boy Sicily got three weeks for the tackle mm. um, on, on the boy from um, uh, McCluckin. McCluckin, was it? McCluckin? McCluggage, yeah. Yeah, McCluckage. Uh, he got three weeks for that. That's just ridiculous. That is just that is beyond me. Mm. Absolutely, totally beyond me. And there was one boy who got reported... Um, I can't remember. If it was a butler. Was butler, yeah. Butler. He tackled the tackled the boy Blakey, and he got he got one week for him. He got it turned around. As a player, you know, it looks like now guys are hesitant about tackling or and waiting and, and not protecting themselves. Mate, I, I find it pretty. I, I, and, the, and the AFL, I think Andrew Dillon's come out and said, "Oh, it's very clear and all that." I, I think I find it pretty confusing if I was a player, if I was a modern day player now, and. That descent rule about, you know, with the umpires, I mean, that, that's, that's a joke. I mean, the game's full of passion and spirit. And in the heat of the battle, you're going you're gonna to say things and do things that are not totally, you know, ridiculous. And 50 metres, I mean, please give me a break. I mean, anyway, it's just areas of the game. And kicking sidewards too, Matty, and backwards. And, you know, handball, handball, handball. How about kicking the footy's called football, not handball? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and goal kicking, now goal kicking in general is ordinary. Is that a fair call? Yeah, it's very ordinary. I mean, when you look, I mean, when you look at the likes of Carlton, who maybe are, are a bit of an outlier, but they're the obvious example that does come to mind. Their goal kicking is shot, and uh, for for someone the likes of a Harry Mackay, who has has led the league in goal kicking, he he doesn't know how to kick a set shot. He just pure and simple. He doesn't know how to do it. You know what frustrates him, Matty, too? These players, when they're 30, 40 metres out on a little bit of an angle, and they go to the side and do these screw kicks. Yeah. Go, go get a video of Tony Lockett and, and Jason Dunstall and Gary Ablett and, and Peter Sumich. Chuck him in there as well. You wouldn't see them 30 or 40 metres out going around to do a side kick. I mean, I know they practice that way now. The game's gone that way, but I don't like it. I don't like that either by the goal kick, and that just confuses players. 
uh, particularly Harry Mackay. Sometimes you see him get the ball and you don't know what he's going to do, and he doesn't know himself. Mm. It's just it's frustrating anyway. I, we, I love the game. Many don't get me wrong. I still love the game. Uh, I've watched most of the Bulldogs North, um, North Melbourne game, but I, um, I'm not overwrapped the way the game's going at this stage, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could sit here and talk about it for, for days, honestly, Doug, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately we, uh, we've we got to wrap it up. We've run out of time, mate. We've Doug, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting on the program on this you, afternoon. Thank you very much for your time. Good on you, mate. Good on you, mate.